0: They don't participate in the Confederation or use the common currency all of its neighbors share. Still, the independent Swiss are a model of prosperity and efficiency. To shed light on what makes the Swiss so different, we're joined now by Miriam Grobe. She's worked as a translator for the Swiss parliament and now leads tour groups from her home base in Lausanne. Also joining us is Fabian Ruger. He's a historian who grew up in Berlin and now lives in Maine and has been guiding tourists around Switzerland for many years. So, Fabian, why is Switzerland different? I mean, you see a map of the EU, and there's a hole in the middle of it, and it's Switzerland. It's the only country
1: in the whole of Europe, for sure, that became a democracy out of various parts that wanted to work together. If you look at any other nation in Europe, they have a different history. You have one part of the country that becomes stronger. It conquers everything else, forms the capital, and then democracy comes later. The Swiss started with communal democracies allying up. So if you will, they were the first European Union in a way, Hmm. and everybody else came later.
0: And ironically today, they've chosen not to join the European Union. How many cantons are in the country? Twenty-six. And it started just with three, like America started with 13 colonies, and it grew and grew. And, Miriam, your family has been in Switzerland for how long?
2: Uh, it goes back to the 16th century, for sure. This is so what you we know. know
0: 500 years. Wow. Yes. And this little country, way up in the mountains, has four different language groups, 20-some different proud cantons and its own system of government. So why did Switzerland choose not to join the European Union?
2: I think it is quite linked to what Fabian just said, to keep this democracy alive, because people felt that um, if Switzerland joined the European Union, we gave away a lot of our power to decide, because then some foreign country would decide for us or other countries would decide for us. And Switzerland
0: has worked very hard to organize its society and they don't want people from Poland or Ireland or Portugal to tell them, you know, how to pay for their roads.
2: This was one of the reasons.
0: So when you look back now, it's been a, a little while and Switzerland is still outside of the EU. What are the pros and what are the cons?
2: Well, the pros are definitely that Switzerland can still decide on its own and especially when we going to talk about money, Uh, Switzerland kept the Swiss franc, and Mm -hmm. this has been for the Swiss economy. What would the
0: downside be? There must be a sort of a frustration if you're not in the EU, you're not in the big club. What's the problem with that? Yeah,
2: (laughs) I just wanted to point out the plus side before. Um, Yes, we are not part of the club. And in the end, uh, Switzerland takes over a lot of laws of the European Union.
0: So you you get to pick and choose what you want to incorporate. No? Of the European Union? No.
2: This is uh, a big myth. Even a lot of Swiss people believe in that, that Uh we can pick. But no, we are too small. The European Union doesn't let us pick. They say, you have to apply that. A lot of uh, laws are just taken over quite secretly, that means that we don't have to vote on the on, on these laws, a lot of regulations, we just have to You have to, to take apply them. them. So your
0: government says the only way we can exist efficiently is to embrace this European Union law, and then tomorrow you have to follow that law. We do. What's an example?
2: We are just currently having this huge debate in Switzerland about taxation of uh, companies. Mm-hmm. This is something that the European Union decided, that uh, a special tax that Switzerland applied is not legal in the European Union, and we are not part of the European Union. But the European Union tells Switzerland to just abandon that tax.
0: So they dictate that to you, and your government says, well, in this case, we have to obey the European Union.
2: Yes, and this is a huge public debate in Switzerland right now because people feel (laughs) frustrated.
0: Frustrated, yeah. So Fabian, in Switzerland, what would be an example of a frustration beyond that one that the Swiss would have a downside of not being in the European Union?
1: There are various ways in which Switzerland can simply not influence what the decision-making in Brussels is because they're not sitting at the table. So when the European Union, for instance, decides on a new technical standard for whatever you like, that becomes the standard in the entire market. And
0: if you're going to play in the market, you have if to have that standard. If you want to sell to that market, you have to fit to so the if technical they st- standard. So if they say only uh, Phillips head screwdrivers and and no straight screwdrivers, well, you have to do that or you've got nobody to buy your things. Exactly. And then you can, if you're a Swiss
1: small company, and of course Swiss manufacturing exports a lot into the yeah. European Union market, if any standard gets changed in Brussels, they have to follow suit. And in the end, they will have to change the laws. Otherwise, they so cannot I'm,
0: export. I'm trying to think about this in American terms. If the United States of America was 49 proud states and Nebraska was an independent country in the middle and it wanted to have a different size of train track, its trains couldn't go anywhere. Exactly. What about this euro, anyways? Uh, you know, most countries in Europe have the euro. You cross the border, you use the same money. Switzerland decided to keep the Swiss franc. Why? Well, they would have had to become a
1: member of the European Union, uh, okay, which they so did not Okay, so because they're not a to.
0: member, they can't have the euro anyways.
1: Exactly. That's, that's hurdle number one.
0: But they've got this unique banking system where I think if you're rich and you have a lot of money and you want to store it in Switzerland, you don't get very good interest and you have bank fees to the point where I believe you're getting negative interest. You pay to let Switzerland keep your millions. That's an occurrence that
1: happened after the financial crisis when everybody wanted to park their money in a safe place. I don't think it's the case anymore that foreign money parked in Swiss banks has to pay a negative interest rate. But in any case, the IRS forced Switzerland to divulge any money that Americans keep in
0: Switzerland to the IRS. So, Miriam, this has changed. What about the uh, the secret banking in Switzerland?
2: It doesn't exist anymore, especially for American citizens.
0: So if um, I found a million dollars under a tree and I wanted to not tell anybody, I couldn't go over to Switzerland and put it in a bank secretly.
2: I have a little story. I opened a bank account. Being Swiss citizen in Switzerland, I spent half an hour, and I'm not exaggerating, filling out forms for the RSA.
1: For the IRS. For the IRS. I-
2: yeah, because America asked the Swiss banks if they wanted to keep doing business with America. To declare any bank account opened by any person, not Every only person, yeah, not so, just
0: Americans, yeah. and if Switzerland was going to play ball with America, they had to show all that information. Yeah,
2: and I had to fill out these forms, and I'm not American. I have nothing to do. I had nothing to do with America at that My moment. Goodness! But the banking industry is a
0: big part of the economy of Switzerland uh, because I, I think you you don't produce that much stuff as what you make in the banking industry and people give you the money and Swiss banks use it like any bank but they don't have to pay very high interest for it so their cost of getting this money is very small
2: Um, or if I'm wrong correct me (laughs) no 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 Um, um, it's true well um, what Switzerland still is is a very safe place to put your money right and then this is linked to the uh, moment when Switzerland kept the Swiss franc and could decide on its own Okay, because if currency. Switzerland
0: wanted the euro, they would have to compromise all of their banking styles to yes. conform to Europe's banking mm-hmm. styles. Yes. And Switzerland wants a little more independence with their their financial industry. Yes. Hmm. Now, if a traveler comes into Switzerland, he can use the euro in most cases. Uh, Fabien, when you bring a group in, yeah. they can spend euros or Swiss yes, francs. They
1: will take euros, but of course you get your change in Swiss francs back. You know, <laughs> they will, Every merchant will have to you know exchange the euros into Swiss francs.
0: You know, when we think about Switzerland... I'm always thinking about this neutrality. Switzerland is this alpine neutral state. It stays out of the wars. It doesn't have to get bombed. I mean, it's kind of a nice situation. Fabian, when you do think of the, the, the defense of Switzerland, uh, it it is known as... It, it manages to stay out mm-hmm. of the wars, but it's, it's highly uh, guarded. It's quite a defensive fortress, isn't it?
1: Yes, and its history, if you look back into the Middle Ages, is not as peaceful and neutral as we would like to believe now. There was, in fact, a brief moment between 1470 and 1515 where Switzerland was was a central power and majorly influenced European history by wiping out the Kingdom of Burgundy. Uh, They controlled good parts of northern Italy, but then that brief period came to a quick end when the French brought cannons to the battlefield, and that spelled the end of uh, Swiss military prowess in
0: Central Europe. So the French had a technological advantage over the Swiss, and that put them in their place. But today, when you travel around Switzerland, you will see military monuments... It is a country
1: that prides itself ever since that period for staying out of large European conflicts. But the icon mostly chosen for this philosophy that they have is the hedgehog, in that uh, it will be a fortress that will be very difficult to conquer. A hedgehog is not going to attack you, but
0: you attacking the hedgehog, you might get hurt. That's kind of the philosophy behind it. I like that. And I know uh, Switzerland called itself neutral so it could have certain benefits. But during the Cold War, I remember famously Khrushchev called Switzerland's neutrality charming nonsense. What was frustrating Khrushchev, Miriam, about Switzerland's, quote, neutrality?
2: Yeah, because Switzerland is neutral when uh, it profits Switzerland and it's not neutral (laughs) when they can get any profit out of it.
0: Fabian, when we think about Switzerland, we have that unique government, uh, a mountain fortress, and a a novel system of the executive branch that's not like our executive branch here in the United States. In a nutshell, what is the Swiss executive? You have an all-party
1: government of seven ministers. The president is a rotating position between those seven ministers and is basically just a position on paper so that the Swiss government has somebody to present as their head of state. But the president doesn't really have any extra rights. So imagine if that was to be transferred as a concept to the United States, you would have seven cabinet members who are from all political parties present in the house, and they have to work together and make all decisions together. And as the philosophy goes, they basically go into a locked room, agree on everything, and only when they come out, you know, like voting for the Pope with the white smoke. They have to come out and they have to present their decision as a unanimous decision. So no one is allowed to present whether they have voted against or for
0: the actual principle. Miriam, you're nodding approvingly. Does that work well for Switzerland?
2: It does, because this is uh, they have to come to a consensus between all the parties. That means that... Uh, it's th- it's theoretic- government
0: by consensus. Yes. And uh, I, I think where our president is in the newspaper every day and everybody's always talking about him, in Switzerland, many times you don't even know who the president is at any given time.
2: No, I, I don't remember. If you would ask me now, please don't. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Switzerland, it's me. a
0: hole in the middle of Europe with quite an interesting story and a country that likes its position. Miriam Grobe, Fabian Ruger, thank you for helping us better understand what distinguishes Switzerland from the rest of Europe. Dankeschön. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us. And in Switzerland, I guess you could say, Dankeschön. You Dankeschön. could say Merci and you could say, (laughs) Grazie. It's a country with three languages. Three languages and a unique way of governing itself. Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations, from Ireland to Greece and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.